Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. All right, everybody, and welcome in celebration of the live masterclass that is happening on Friday, February 26th at 12 p.m. Pacific. We have a series daily this week. We are dropping some knowledge here. And this episode, we're talking about what is the best point of view for your book. So stay tuned. We're going to dive in and a couple of tips at the end as to what not to do when doing point of view that I see quite often. And I want to make sure that you're not making this mistake. All right, so let's dive in. Okay, so we're going into point of view. All right, so um, are you using it correctly? And there's um, our first tip, which is to consult your genre. So make sure that you can go back into your genre, read your favorite books, and ask yourself, am I using the correct point of view? You know, for example, um, uh, spy thrillers versus romances versus high fantasy, they might all be using point of view um, differently. So you can look back at your favorite genre and know what is the most common point of view. I will also note here that we most commonly use first person point of view and also third person point of view when it comes to fiction. Um, so those two points of view, the first poison, first poison, <laughs> the first person point of view is saying, I, I am walking, I am running, I am eating. I've been there. I've done that. That is the first person person point of view. Uh, I'll just say POV. Um, that is point of view. POV. The POV is coming from the person um, who is really center stage. It's coming from their POV. Um, the third person, uh, third person POV is like saying he said, she said, um, she ran, he ran. Um, now, you know, here's a really great, great question. It's kind of been brought up is how do we use a um, pronoun for someone who is currently using they and how do we use that within our writing because they is typically determined as a group of people. Now, this is going to be a really interesting question that I want to explore down the line, but I just wanted to note that um, that's going to probably be changing in the near future. So heads up as we continue to embrace and love other, um, uh, love all of our people, love everyone, and everyone should be represented in all books. So um, that might be changing pretty soon. But third person point of view is about saying, you know, that other person and it's coming from um, a he or she perspective generally. And a note on um, a second person point of view. Typically, we don't use second person. Now, second person is usually like um, you are saying, you are doing, you are eating, for example. Um, this isn't typically used in like genre fiction um, or nonfiction. Um, or it's really, it's more like we use it currently for sales. So you see a lot of it on sales pages. But for like genre fiction, it's not quite noted unless you're doing something artistic or experimental. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, you can't do it. You can. But also keep in mind that if you're going to write for a genre that has an expectation for a certain point of view, then do your best to stick to that point of view because it will be jarring to readers and they will likely 
not be super open to it because they are used to a certain point of view. So I wanted to give you a heads up there. So the second tip is to consider the protagonist when you're trying to figure out what's the best point of view for your book. So consider the protagonist, like, you know, is that person going to be conveying the story the best way? Because you might end up finding that you will need to consult other characters in order to create um, the best point of view. So you might actually have like a murder mystery in which you need to switch the point of view to a detective or um, instead to um, somebody else who's on the outside, maybe like somebody who accidentally saw the murder. And so what you want to consult is really who's going to be the best person to convey the message or to convey the action or to even misguide readers for example so like if your intention is to have like a red herring or to have like a big surprise at the end of the book then take that into consideration you know who is going to be the best person to carry that you know is it going to be the protagonist or maybe it's actually going to be the villain but we don't know who the villain is yet or maybe it's going to be the victim but we only see a small glimpse of the victim you know and that can be a little tricky too because you don't want to show too much to the point where as we go through our your work then, you know, we're going to feel like duped. We're going to feel like, oh, like that point of view, they didn't tell me that one thing. Therefore, either the narrator or the author is unreliable. And that is an actual term within the literary world, an unreliable narrator or an unreliable author. Now, you don't want the unreliable author. An unreliable narrator can work depending on what you're trying to do with your book. But what you don't want is for the reader to not trust you as the author. So be careful how you are moving your point of view because you don't want the reader to think at the end like, oh, but the main character didn't tell me that. She was there. He or she or they were there and they didn't tell me that. Therefore, I don't trust that. It's the suspension of disbelief is too far. So consider who's going to be the best person to really convey that message or to convey what you want at the end of that book. And also another tip for you is um, do not use they as in plural of people. Now, this is something I actually see quite often, um, especially when you're trying to switch points of view between chapters. Like, for example, you have an ensemble cast within your book. And so you have a lot of characters and you want to convey certain like uh, mysteries or discoveries. And so you haven't quite picked who you want to be the main character of that chapter. And so you just say they, so you can encompass a whole group. Like for example, a group of police, uh, uh, people, policemen and women. Um, uh, yeah, police, how's the plural? Wow, totally blanking on that one. But okay, so if you're gonna say like that group of people, they went to go eat and then they went to go solve a crime, that is too far distance for the reader. Pick one person, pick a person who is within that group and they are going to be the con uh, the conveyor of that message. You know, because if you say like, oh, that group of people, then they went to go do these things, it's too um, far for us. We don't actually get to dive into the characters. We don't actually get to feel them. And the reason for that is because people cannot be grouped up like robots. Like just because I go to eat with my sister or my boyfriend doesn't mean that we're all thinking and feeling the same thing at the same time. You know, we can all go someplace together, 
but one of us is feeling emotions. Maybe one of us is feeling hungry. Another one is feeling sad. Maybe somebody else is feeling angry that we didn't go to that one restaurant. You know, so everybody's different. So pick your person and do not use a group of people as um, a point of view. Pick that one person who you think is really going to um, get that message or that information across. And lastly, do not switch characters' point of view between chapters. Now, this can um, be said for, uh, I think this happens a lot for first-time writers, and it's totally normal. Actually, I still kind of do this from time to time, and it's hard to catch myself. And we might switch, like, from one person to another, and that is not something we want to do. So make sure that if you start off with your protagonist, Make sure that they are still the uh, person in lead of point of view by the end of that chapter or that scene. You don't want to say things like, well, she started walking and then he began to think about pudding. And then he, the other person, started wondering about their classroom assignment. And then she decided to instead go for a jog. Like we just switched from three different types of people. And that is too confusing for a reader. So instead, um, focus on one person and carry them through until the end of the chapter. Or if you're gonna switch points of view between scenes because you need to, then make sure there's an indicator. Like sometimes we have those cute little like marks that are um, on the, uh, in the between the chapters at the end of pages. Um, something that tells the reader, okay, we are still within the chapter, but we're gonna switch points of view. So I'm giving you a heads up that we're going into someone else's head right now. So that is what's gonna help push you forward um, with your point of view and how to understand like what's the best point of view. Now, because that's really, it's really going to come all down to what's going to be the best for your reader. What do you want your reader to know? Because your reader is the one who at the end of the book is going to judge if you presented the information correctly um, and engaging. Okay, so those are the uh, tips for trying to figure out what's the best point of view. Um, do not forget that we have a live masterclass Friday, February 26th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And this is the three uh, strategies that I use for winning over writer's block. I am going to dive into this like three-step process or framework that I've been using with my clients in order to push them towards finishing their book. And it has been awesome. It has been game changing. So if you feel like you haven't finished your book, if you feel like you're still staring at the blank page, if you feel too busy, too overwhelmed, too tired, if you just feel like this is a behemoth of a thing and you're like, I'm not even sure how I'm supposed to get started, then this masterclass might be for you. Um, you know, and it's really, it really is going to be aimed for people who are totally serious. They're like 2021, this is the year that we're going to dive into the book. So if you are that kind of person, then this might be for you. That link will be on my Instagram. It's in my bio, uh, my link bio page. Um, and then you'll find it on there. And then also, um, don't forget to leave a review because that helps other people find the podcast. And then also, we have an accountability group that is on Patreon. So if you need a group support to show up for your writing, then you can check that out. Also, we've just launched the first book of the series for the How to Write a Book podcast. And that is the book journal that has been out now. And there's a promotion going on right now until Friday. So you can cash at 99 cents. And then lastly, um, also, um, don't forget to tag me on Instagram and also say hello. And thank you again for sharing. And as always, remember that your book um, shouldn't sit in your dreams. It should sit on a shelf. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. And of course, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Hey there, writer. Thank you for listening to the How to Write a Book podcast with your host, Maciel Valenzuela. If you like the show, we'd be happy if you left a review. 
For more information on writing and the writer's life, go to www.themasiel.com. That's www.themasiel.com. We'll see you on the other side.